The content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. It does matter. (laughs) It does. And what matters of behavior are we going to talk about today, Susan? (laughs) I mean, let me back up a little bit and say, We did have plans of talking with some great early childhood teachers. We had a wonderful conversation with them, but technology got in the way and that one will have to wait until it can be redone because my computer ate it. Yeah. You know, I think this has been a season of learning since COVID started. I know we've all had to learn all kinds of new platforms like Zoom and Teams and Meets and Canvas, and Slack, and all kinds of things. And so as we move through our podcast experience, we learn um, pretty much every day. And, you know, my neighbor and I were talking last night on the phone about how you never stop learning. And she's a bit older than us and was talking about how um, she's still learning lessons every day. And she wishes the lessons would stop, that she would stop learning. But I guess you just don't stop learning. So that is where we are. So I thought I would talk about my friend Harvey. Um, I'm going to call him Harvey just in honor of the hurricane that we had in Houston a few years ago. But this is a guy who was in high school. I've known him actually since he was in maybe sixth or seventh grade. He was identified very late. Um, He's very smart, very, very smart, really cool kid. And he was identified as being on the autism spectrum later in life. And we have him in a program called FOCUS, which is a focus on communication and understanding social skills. That's great. That sounds like a really good program. Yeah. Anyway, Harvey really never had any significant behavioral problems. You know, he had some social issues, of course. And the FOCUS program is one that is designed for kids to access the general education curriculum and basically check in in the mornings, kind of front load them for their schedule, if there's going to be any changes, if there are any substitute teachers, those kinds of things, and then check out in the afternoon to kind of make sure they're organized for their homework and things like that. And then um, we pull them in to the focus classroom once a day for direct and systematic social skills. And Harvey was doing really well. Um, When he got to high school, he started having a couple of speed bumps. And when he was a senior, he rode the bus to school. And the bus driver overheard him telling another student that he had a hammer in his backpack. And so, of course, the bus driver let the administration know. And when the administrator searched his backpack, there was a hammer. When Harvey was asked about the hammer, he said that he brought the hammer to school to bash a kid's head in. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So when asked why he was going to bash the kid's head in, Harvey said because He made fun of me the other day. And so, of course, the administrators had to impose their discipline. And so that's kind of where um, I got involved. I hadn't been involved in Harvey's education for a while because there weren't really any speed bumps. But nevertheless, the administrator, of course, had to impose their discipline and their discipline was out of school suspension for three days. And we talk about this a lot, Sissy. I think that discipline is definitely up to the discretion of the administrator. Oh yeah. As far as educators and behavior analysts and teachers, we don't impose discipline. We impose instruction, right? So 
we had a meeting and it was a negotiated meeting where um, rather than being off campus suspension, because Harvey would just be sitting at home playing video games, we agreed to in-school suspension. And so his in-school suspension was for three days in the focus classroom and forgive the pun, but during those three days, we pretty much hammered home why it wasn't okay to bring a hammer to school, right? Uh, Yeah. We don't bring a hammer to school. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a lot of those reactive strategies, you know, the social narratives, the looking at the five point scale, what we can do differently next time, the social autopsies, you know, all of those really great strategies that we know are, are, are successful for kids on the spectrum in terms of responding to behavior. You know, for me, I feel like a lot of times, really the only response that educators and behavior analysts should, and parents um, and anybody should give to kids when they engage in a problem behavior is problem solving, right? So let the, let the administrators do the discipline. Let us as educators and behavior analysts and parents and everybody else do the instruction. And so one of the other things that Harvey has always experience was excuses. So when you would have a conversation with him, he would offer excuses for why he did certain things. He, when we said, Harvey, those are excuses. He would say, they are reasons. There are reasons I do the things that I do. These are not excuses. And it got to the point where administrators and teachers were engaging with him, you know, for long periods of time, back and forth, back and forth about reasons, excuses, why, why, why. So we finally just said, you know what, Harvey, you get three reason tickets. Right. And once you finish using your reasons, you can write the rest of your reasons in your reason journal. That's a good idea. That's a real good idea. You know, it was funny because we weren't sure if he was going to buy into it, but being a kid on the spectrum, if you set a rule up, they tend to follow it. And so on the second or third day, I went and saw him and he had his reason journal in the focus classroom. And I said, Hey buddy, how you doing? He was like, I'm fine. And I said, is that your reason journal? And he said, I heard this was your idea. Uh (laughs) Right. I know. And I said, it was, what do you think about it? And he goes, I don't like it, but I'm using it. And that was in the fall. He's such a cool kid. He, uh, he's such a cool kid. We had him working on campus as the, one of the administrative assistants, and he would answer the phone when people would call, and he would deliver mail. Um, he really wants to be an administrative assistant and is actually going to a junior college um, to work on that. But anyway, back to the Reason Journal. So that was in the fall, and you know, that kind of was a successful intervention for him throughout the rest of his senior year. And, you know, I guess the moral of the story is, you know, yes, we get discipline. We understand kids misbehave and there has to be a disciplinary action from the administrator's perspective because they have to keep their school safe and the other students safe. And we totally get and appreciate that. I guess just what I got from Harvey was that let the administrators do their job and let the teachers do their jobs. And so the teacher's job was to teach and to problem solve and to help Harvey understand it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be mad at your friends. It's okay to be really mad at your friends, but you can't take a hammer to school and threaten to bash their heads in. So that's my story for this week. Yeah. 
I, I really like that story. There are a couple of things there that stand out. That idea of we are teachers, families are teachers. I mean, certainly you want the, so we naturally want the discipline to be a teacher. And most of the time it should be. Um, but I also do like that idea that I don't, I don't have control of that. Right. What I can control is what we're instructing with the child. And I have to let the principal or the assistant principal do their job and discipline is their job. Really like that. I also love the reason journal, a place for him to put those things that he just wants to obsess over, you know, to tell us what his excuse or his reason behind his behavior is. I've had other kids do similar things. Um, One child who, when he was mad, he would write in his journal and then tear it up and throw it away. Uh, And that was a kind of a cool thing. He didn't have to, he was really concerned about someone reading the things that he said and being mad at him over the things that he said. And so his teacher was like, write it down. We'll tear it up and throw it away. And she truly honored that and let him just put all of that in there, get rid of it. I love that. It's a great idea. I had another, actually it was one of Harvey's classmates who also journaled, but he did it through comic strips. And this young man was kind of obsessed with World War II. And so he would um, journal or draw comics about World War II. And when he was in a bad place, um, the, the comics were very black and white and very much about how autism got in his way. Oh, wow. And then when he was, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I wish I could show it on, on the podcast because it's really cool. And then when he was in a good place, he would journal or draw about being happy. And it was all very colorful. There were flowers, there were rainbows, there were clouds, there was, you know, and it was just so interesting to see his mood and how autism affected him and made him feel. And he didn't use any words to do that. He just drew and wrote about it. And it was so great to see, you know, when to interact and when to engage and when to kind of let him do things on his own. So, so many good stories, so many fun, fun kids um, that we've worked with over the years. I love that idea too. You know, you're, you're looking at his journal and realizing he's having a moment. Um, I probably don't need to confront him about it, but I might need to put some things in place that I know help him get, you know, happy again. Yeah. So Sissy, I have a test question kind of related to Harvey. How about I read the question and you go through the choices. Okay. Okay. So somebody made Harvey mad at school. So Harvey brings a hammer in his backpack on the bus and the bus driver hears about it. And the bus driver tells the administrators. So the administrators do their discipline, such as in school suspension. And the teacher does reactive strategies such as social narratives, social autopsies, five-point scale, all kinds of different things. The question is, the reactive strategies are A, positive reinforcement, B, consequences, C, punishers, D, discipline. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I can bump discipline out because although... It, it, it might be discipline. We don't think of ourselves 
in, you know, as behavior analysts as disciplinarians. So get rid of that. Right. Um, and I, it's, it's not a reinforcer because we're not wanting to increase any kind of behavior of bringing a hammer to school. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm down to, is it a punisher or is it a consequence? Right. Now, obviously I want to decrease bringing hammer to school, but I don't in this circumstance have enough information to know down the road, whether it decreases that behavior. So the best choice would have to be consequence. Right. Because it happened after the behavior. It's not negative or positive. It's consequence because the antecedent was somebody made him mad. The behavior was bringing a hammer to school and the consequence was discipline as well as reactive strategies. Um, And I like your point about punishment because we don't have enough data in that story to know or in that scenario to know whether or not it decreased behavior. It did, in fact. But at the time, if you're taking the test, um, you would know that. So, um, yeah, I think consequences would be the answer that I would choose for as well. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a good one because that is exactly the kind of trip up that you might have with, with a question. Did I define ISS? Did I say in school suspension? I don't know. Go ahead. Well, maybe just. So just in case ISS is in school suspension versus out of school suspension. Right, right. It's something that schools use to provide a consequence for kids, a disciplinary consequence for kids that keeps them at school, but they don't have all the fun and frolic of going everywhere they want to go. How many conversations have we had with administrators about the effects of off-campus suspension, right? You know, yeah. if it's not decreasing the behavior, then maybe we need to change our approach, but. Uh, yeah, right. If we're wanting to change behavior, then we need to look at what our actions are doing. If it is strictly discipline, well, that's another story. We are so happy to have had folks listening. We hope that your weekend is fun. And we hope that you'll check us out on social media and leave us a review or a rating uh, or comments. We are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Yes. Thanks, everybody. You listening, and we hope you have a great weekend and look forward to a really great conversation with an individual on the spectrum who is actually a CEO of a really great company here in Texas. We'll see or talk to you next week. Thanks. Talk to y'all later.